0: You're listening to Not Your Average CEO Lifeline with your hosts, Danielle Cuomo, CEO, Nicole Ells, COO, Chief Operations Officer, and Cassandra Blake, Virtual Operations Manager. We are here to provide you with a vital lifeline to executive advice that you've never heard before. We have the tools, the resources, and the tactics to help you reach the next level. Whether you're just starting out or have been in business for decades, Listen in for exclusive tips and content to suit your needs.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average CEO Lifeline. Today, we are joined by founder and owner of Phoenix Payment Processing, Carla Dembik. Thank you, Carla, so much for joining us today. We are so excited to hear about payment services. We know that it is a hot topic for our audience, and it is something that may confuse them. So thank you so much for joining us, and welcome. Carlla, again, thank you for joining us. We are very excited to hear about payment processing. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background uh, as a CEO?
2: Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. Um, yeah, so I spent about fourteen years in the military prior to uh, starting my own company. And I first started off in the Marine Corps, and then later on, I went to the Army as an intelligence officer and a Black Hawk pilot. After that, I transitioned. I had my son, and I transitioned to the private sector and worked for some of the biggest Fortune 100 companies in digital payments and the banking industry. And then after about eight years or so doing that, I decided it was time to start my own uh, company and bring um, services to business owners that, and, and educate them along the way. An incredible background, Carla. Thank you so much <laughs> for your service.
1: Um, and what, what a jump to go from being in the military to then starting your own business. So Carla, can you tell us a little bit about your company and what services you offer?
2: Yeah, so we offer mostly the payment processing for businesses. And what I've learned along the way is that it's really about educating business owners that they have options, that they don't have to be stuck paying like 2.9% and 30 cents a transaction and i really like to help the business owners focus on the different solutions that we have and they just might not be aware of certain technologies that co- that have come out recently that could really benefit their business and streamline the process so it's not kind of all over the place it's just in one area And I help them uh, solution and keep all of their business processes more simple and streamlined while saving them a ton of money.
1: I know this is a topic that I'm certainly interested in. And I know that um, our audience, or I'm pretty sure I know our audience, we know little about this, right? You hit the nail on the head when you said, what options? I always feel like as an executive, our options are limited in this area right we're kind of stuck with who we use what we use and to go look and find and change is hard and i know it can be overwhelming and scary can you talk to our audience a little bit about how they can save money with payment services what where do where do you start when when looking at changing
2: I would say I would start by giving me a call. (laughs) I mean, I've done all of the research. I do all of the legwork. Listen, we're all business owners. We are so busy. We have so much going on with not just the business, but in family and life in general. So to find an hour of time to research when you don't really know what it is that you're looking for can seem a little bit frustrating at times. And just like, I don't know, because everybody puts on their website 2.9 and 30 cents or, you know, whatever it is. Or I saw the other day, 3.49 and 59 cents. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) So it's more of, you know, finding someone uh, like myself who has all of i have worked in this industry the past eight years so i know what is out there and i know what you don't have to pay and if you come to me like for example last night i had a client reach out about a booking site you know they have a salon they needed a booking site and something that integrated with the different payment options that i offer i said oh go check this site out it's exactly what you need you can take deposits on it etc and they're like, you just saved me a ton of time. I said, that's, that's what I do. I literally look at this stuff all day long. It is my business to help business owners and the people who are listening to your podcast to streamline everything for them. I really offer that one-stop shop solution where they can contact me, even if it's just, hey, do you know of anything that will you know, automate my accounts receivable? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it, it takes me two seconds. <laughs> hey,
1: I think a lot of our audience, and it's a great reminder, right? Ask for help.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I know as a CEO, as a COO, a lot of times we want to do everything ourselves. Ask for help, especially in this area where like me, you may not know everything. <laughs> what should our audience what should they know, right? It, say they're, they know they've just picked something from a website and that's what they're using. What should they gather to talk to someone? What kind of, should they get documents? What should they know beforehand when speaking to you? Yeah,
2: so I think the biggest thing is when it comes to the top three, you know, we all know who they are, uh, the, the top three, that's the easiest to integrate. The hardest part is they can't negotiate their pricing. So if you have another processor outside of the top three that um, are more payment aggregators, then I would say if you have a legitimate merchant account, I would be asking the questions of what can you do for me? You know, like this is too high. I would like my rate lowered and they'll give you a little bit here and there. But you have to be careful also that if you sign a contract, you really need to read the fine print. You might get told that you'll be paying, let's say, 2.1%. And then when I come in and do a cost savings evaluation for a business owner and I show them that they're actually paying over 3%, it's kind of shocking. Because they were told one thing, but it ended up being something else. And that's where I'm completely transparent with the pricing. We really do guarantee to try to beat your rate. For the most part, I can. And it's just a matter of understanding the back end of how the industry works and where there is the negotiating room. A lot of the top processors will try to keep the rates high because they're making really good uh, money off of it. But if you're willing to switch or if you're willing to just even do a cost savings evaluation, it doesn't cost you anything. And it's just sending in a merchant statement and in two to three days, I'll get it back to you, showing you how much I can save you. It's really simple. That's awesome.
1: Um, so can you talk to us a little bit with your experience and background, switching gears a little bit about how you can increase revenue without raising your prices. What advice do you have for our audience in this area?
2: Yeah. So we're all getting slammed with inflation, the mm-hmm. rise of grocery prices, gas prices. I mean, it's it's insane right now. <laughs> it, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. And it impacts everybody. You know, even a lot of my online uh, e-commerce businesses, it impacts them because people might not necessarily have the extra cash laying around and they're starting to cut back. So one of the biggest things that I tell business owners or potential clients that come to me is do a financial health of your payments piece. If a business is making, uh, let's say 100,000 a month, they're in, if they're paying like 2.9, That's $3,000 a month in processing fees. And that's not even to mention the 30 cents per transaction. And let's say it's a restaurant, right? A really really good restaurant that is constantly busy. 10,000 transactions is not unusual. That's an extra $3,000. So now you're looking at $3,000 a month. That's $36,000 a year plus $3,000 a month for the transactions. You're looking at $72,000 a year that you're paying in just to process a credit card. That's disgusting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Um, I mean, not for nothing. I, you know, I've, I've been in that that boat where, you know, when you're first get that credit card and and you're like, oh, I can, you can totally do this. And you hit the mall when you're first 18 and, and whatnot. And then now that you're older and that bill finally starts hitting you and you're just like, why is this a never ending card? Yeah. And it's like, you just stated, it's just those, those fees and those, that interest. And it's, um, I actually sat down myself and started looking at it and it was like, you actually pay more over time just because of those interest rates yeah. than what I actually spent on that purse. <laughs> like <laughs> It wasn't worth it. Yeah. So going back to like, how do you increase
2: your revenue without raising your prices? The If you're paying you know, let's say you're that restaurant and you're paying about 72,000 a year in just processing fees. And I come in saying, listen, your restaurant, you're in person, let's put you on a compliant cash discount and eliminate all your credit card processing fees. So now that 72,000 a year just went straight back into your pocket and your business because we eliminated your fees completely without the business having to raise their prices. We literally just increased their profit margin by 3%. That's awesome. That's
1: incredible. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Okay. So, but not to play like devil's advocate or anything here, but what about the opposite end of that? So like with the restaurants and and whatnot, but now you have like DoorDash or Instacart and you you pay like a lot of people pay those heavy processing fees and whatnot just because of the comfort. So how can a restaurant you know, get rid of their processing fees, but still be able to maintain in their field. So are you talking specifically about the delivery services? Yes, in regards uh, to like the, re- in, in regards to restaurants, just based off of your...
2: Um, so that's completely separate. Okay, that's
3: why I was um, wondering.
2: Yeah, so if everybody, so let's say the restaurant is, everybody's coming and going in person to the restaurant instead of ordering out. Uh So that is a completely separate payment process. Then when they sign up with these delivery services, there's no wiggle room in what they have to pay Uh in order to have that delivery. Now, what we do have is um, systems and point of sale systems that do integrate with delivery services that lower those types of fees. Um, oh, yeah. in different point of sale systems. But if they sign up with DoorDash, I can't do anything about that. They're just going to have to pay what they have to pay on it. And I know it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> for yeah. <a> restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those services are separate and they really charge the businesses yes. so much money to to just use their service they know they
1: can they know they can right there's only so many right and the consumer is going to say oh i have uber and doordash that you know that's what i'm going to use otherwise i'm going to find another restaurant yeah right they kind of have you in this lock
3: hold yeah and that's not and that also kind of takes away from the the business owner because you know they work hard as like a small business you know possibly and then you get charged, you know, up the wazoo because of all of these, you know, processing fees just for, you know, the comfort of delivery. It's one of those decisions that a business
2: owner has to make in order to either stay competitive, like we saw it during the pandemic, right? Right. Where everything shut down and the business owners, especially the ones who owned restaurants, were like, okay, let's swivel, let's switch gears. We need to, and I'm going to go back to a mar- an old Marine Corps saying, is you know, adapt, improvise, overcome. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what a lot of business owners did. Okay, we have to close the doors, but we still need to stay in business to make ends meet. So how are we going to do that? So during the pandemic, we saw all of these delivery services just explode. Everybody was using them. And I think now, since things are starting to slow down, all the prices everywhere are just getting out of control. I see a lot more cutting back. I'm a door dasher. You know, there are some days where you're just working hard and you're like, oh my goodness, I have not left the house <laughs> and, and yeah. I'm so hungry.
3: oh hundred percent right there with you. Do I really want to sleep over the stove or can I have my food delivered to me in 15 minutes? So I get it.
2: You right. know? <laughs> yeah. And, and then to your point, you look at the fees and you're yeah. just like, uh, is it really worth $50 for something? Or right. should I
3: just drive in the car and just go get it? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Is it, you know, when you get that final, you know, tally, it's like, I just really wanted like a cheeseburger and fries. Like yes. what is what is this? Like, it shouldn't be $35. It should be 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: So I think a lot more uh, people are reassessing how they're spending their money when it comes to services like that.
3: That's awesome. And and thank you for for that insight. That definitely helps. And it gives a better, uh, you know, kind of look into what, you know, business owners are are thinking and what they're up against. What type of essential advice do you have for our listeners who are actually just starting out as an entrepreneur or even a CEO? Yeah,
2: you know, I would say the advice would be just to take a look for specifically the payments piece. You want to get set up that you can take your payments now no matter how you take your payments, right? It can be online, in person, mobile payment. It doesn't matter. Like my company does everything, but for somebody starting out, it's an education, right? You already know what's out there. Everybody knows what's out there and they're all priced the same. You want to set it up so you can scale it in the future. So when your business takes off, when you start doing more that you have it all set to go. For an example, I had a client last night who uh, has a salon. She's ready to start adding people later on, probably about six months from now, but we are setting her up so she's able to add employees and personnel later on. So that way you don't have to redo everything. It's all set to go. So when you talk to a, another merchant service or a processor, just keep that in mind that you do have options out there. And if you want to bounce them off of me, that's fine too. Give me a call, shoot me an email, let you know what's going to be the best solution for your business and set you up right and set you up for success.
3: That's amazing. And I hope everybody is listening because honestly, that type of you know suggestion and help does not come easily these days that's wonderful so thank you so much for that carla
2: yeah of course i'm happy to help people i mean that's <laughs> what it's all about right it's yeah. i have a passion to help people to you know serve others and it stems from from the military in the early days but I know what it's like to kind of be lost in the sauce sometimes too, and just be like, I don't know where to go and, you know, talk to a bunch of people and just, I don't know. And I think one of the biggest things nowadays is that, you know, there is a human disconnect. People just want to talk to somebody. They don't want to press a bunch of buttons on a phone to eventually get to somebody after two hours. You know, we, nobody has time for that for somebody willing to help and just say, listen, I hear you, I understand your struggles like I've been there before too and I've helped so many business owners with the same thing. and I'm willing to help you. I want to help you because I know if, if I know if you go elsewhere with whatever's the easiest right now, it's not gonna you know do you any justice in the long run. you know that's my goal just helping as many people as I can just save
3: in one area
2: of their business
3: if not more. That's a wonderful outlook. Thank you so much for sharing. That's, that's great. I love that. Especially like the whole, you know, bringing your background into it and just you as a a wholehearted person. That's absolutely amazing. This is something I've actually been wanting to know personally, because I, you know, was at the grocery store the other day and strawberries were almost $7 a package. And I just, I couldn't deal with it. (laughs) What is the best kept secret for fighting inflation without losing customers or your bottom line? Yeah,
2: I would say if you already have an established business, do a cost savings evaluation. We're going to look over your merchant statement and the financial health of that. You know, there is probably a lot of money there that you're just throwing away that we can put back in your pocket. And I think everybody, if we take the the example I I used previously in the podcast, if you're doing a business, even if you're doing 50000 a month, you know, that's still $1,500 a month that you are paying that you probably don't have to. I mean, I think everybody could use that. And the other cool thing is I talk to so many different types of businesses and I actually just learned this myself, it, that. You can also do a cost evaluation for the telecom side of your business, like all of your media, your phones and your internet and everything. I met a really cool group of people that uh, do this for the telecom piece, and they're doing exactly what I'm doing to help business owners save money during this time with the prices out of control. So if you can save 1500, 2000, 3000 depending on the volume of your business and put that back in your pocket or put that back into your business or maybe you don't have to lay off that person now because you just found that money somewhere else to pay their salary for the rest of the year. I mean that's a win-win for everybody. And when everybody comes away saying, "Oh my goodness, I just saved a lot of money." In you know, the payments piece, or you know, the the telecom piece, in just looking at the financial health of your business overall, I mean, it makes people feel good, especially with everything the way that it is right now, with inflation just out of control, gas prices, grocery prices. you name it. Putting money back in your pocket is almost unheard of. <laughs>
1: certainly almost is <laughs>
2: you're you're absolutely
1: right. So our last question, Carla, can you tell us what? not your average CEO means to you.
2: I went in with this notion that in order to be your own CEO, you had to have an MBA, you know, a list of certifications or degrees from top, you know, schools. To me, that's not what it's about. Everybody is unique and everybody brings something to the table. And to think that you have to fit in a certain mold to be a CEO of your own company should just kind of be tossed out the window. You are who you are, and you're building your own business because of the unique qualities that you have. To try to fit into, you know, some box is just kind of unrealistic in today's day and age. And I think more people need to feel that that's okay. You know, you are who you are, and let your light shine. That's what makes you in your company so cool is because you bring something unique to the table and different that maybe no one else is doing. I think a lot of people struggle with also, uh, what the new word is imposter syndrome going around, you know, and we just need to throw that out the window and just be like, no, you can be your own boss. You can be your CEO. You, you make your own rules for how you want to run your own company. That's what, you know, not your average CEO means. You can be anyone from anywhere from any walk of life doing your thing and being your own boss. I would
3: definitely have was to lovely. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say I would have to agree with that. <laughs> where, where can we find you? Where can our audience connect with you and you know, possibly even work with you? You guys can go to my website. It's uh
2: www.phx. P Um, it has my contact info and you can connect with me on social. Um, usually, uh, it, it's on the website, but Phoenix pay pros on social, and you can just Google my name for LinkedIn. Thank you so
1: much. It was a pleasure to hear from you. I hope everyone had their pen and paper and <laughs> going to reassess and contact Carla. So thank you again.
2: Thank you so much for having
1: me.
0: You've been listening to Not Your Average CEO Lifeline with your hosts, Danielle Cuomo, CEO, Nicole Ells, Chief Operations Officer, and Cassandra Blake, Virtual Operations Manager. This podcast has been sponsored by Virtual Assist USA. If you would like to know more about the hosts or exploring virtual assistant services, visit virtualassistusa.com for more information free virtual guide magazines, access to networking groups, and much more.